Wicked Awesome Podcast. This is your host, Matt, speaking. And you're in for a treat, listener, or uh, some would say more torture, as this is my second episode of the week. Uh, I'm doing this because the previous episode I did on Spudstock, I, Spud I didn't do justice. One thing I did, which was really numb of me, is I discovered that I didn't plug in my microphone, uh, my very highly expensive podcast microphone that I bought myself for Christmas this past year. Um, so instead, the it was the microphone on my computer that picked up my voice. And maybe you don't notice a difference. I don't know. But I was like, well, I'm not going to record a 20 some odd minute podcast again but i did feel kind of numb so there was a voice inside my head that said watch what you're doing you dink yeah just like that so uh uh anyway uh, uh i did i felt kind of bad and i felt like i had to kind of do some more but also because i really wanted to do more with the spudstock episode and I don't feel like I really just truly did it justice, but I did throw out on the face thing uh, after I published this episode. I asked uh, any anybody out there in my uh, face thing uh, go to the Spudstock back in 1995, and somebody did. Uh, my friend Carrie did, and I'm like, "Wow, well, tell me about it, Carrie." And she was kind enough to write this. Uh, write quite a bit of detail about it, and I really appreciate it. It was enough that I have to repeat it. I have to repeat it. Now, um, also, Fort Fearfield, Maine, where Spudstock 95 took place, I mean, this happened after the Loring Air Force Base closed, and people who don't know Maine at all, what you have, you have to realize that the closing of Loring Air Force Base in 1990-91, somewhere in there, really had a huge effect on the county and the neighboring towns. And what that did to the town of Limestone, where the Air Force Base was, it completely, I, I shouldn't say completely, but it pretty much just made that town a shell of what it f was. In 10 years, in the 10 years after the base closed, Limestone lost 76% of its population. So Fort Fairfield's population now has about uh, 3,000 people. And there's not a heck of a lot going on in old uh, Fort Fairfield, Maine. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Okay, I'm, I'm searching to Fort Fairfield. Did I mention that? I, yeah, that's what I meant. We, anyway, Fort Fairfield's where the spud stock took place, as I mentioned. Okay, so population in 1990 of Fort Fairfield was 4,000. Now it's down to 3,000. So about Fort Fairfield lost about a quarter of its population. Uh, it's maintained its population because it's a big farming community with potatoes, thus the Spudstock. But also since then, they've added broccoli. It's a big broccoli uh, producing town. Uh, so 
Now, Fort Fairfield made the news last week, the Bangor Daily News, because you know what happened to old Fort Fairfield? They have overspent their money in the last couple of years. Yes, they have. They've spent, what's the article say? It says, Northern Maine Town has lost more than $700,000 in two years. Wow. And I guess they're blaming it on a previous town manager. They now have an interim town manager. But you can also blame it on this. They now have an ambulance uh, crew as part of their fire department. And the fire department's budget four years ago was $140,000. Yes, that's a small volunteer fire department in Maine. Okay, now they added this EMS service, the ambulance service, and the budget grew to that fire department from $140,000 to $1.3 million a couple years ago, and then last year $1.7 million. So you want to know where that $700,000 went. And what this has done is their short-term debt is now $1,275,000. Somebody really messed up in Fort Fairfield. So maybe there's that town's just cursed. Spudstock was a failure. It was supposed to bring all kinds of money in for people. And maybe it would have repeated itself, but... It's now one of these forgotten music festivals. And interesting, as I was doing research for Spudstock, that this front page article in the Bangor Daily News should appear on the same town. So, and I have some ideas about Fort Fairfield and Spudstock, which I'll share in a few. But anyway, what Carrie wrote about her memories of Woodstock 1995. Oh, wow, what a weekend. Camping in a potato field for surrounded by stoners. The guy next to us looked like Cheech, covered in black hair, and wore a thong the entire weekend. Okay, get that image in your head. A guy with a lot of body hair, dark body hair, that looked like Cheech from Cheech and Chong, wearing a thong. Can you imagine camping next to that guy all weekend? Hmm. Pretty balloons everywhere. Turns out the balloons were full of nitrous oxide. I thought $5 was kind of expensive for a balloon. And she gives kind of a puzzled emoji there. Music was good, even though Hootie and the Blowfish were no-show. Okay, I'm going to pause here. All right. This is the summer of 1995. There was a time, probably six weeks in my life, where I enjoyed Hootie and the Blowfish. And it would have been this summer. This is when Hootie and the Blowfish were at the height of their popularity. I believe she's kidding, because there's no way in hell Hootie and the Blowfish, back in the summer of 1995, 
would have played in northern in a northern Maine potato field. They it just you wouldn't they no it just it wouldn't have happened. No, no, they weren't scheduled to play. I mean, maybe there was rumors going around the potato field that Hootie and the Blowfish were gonna show up, but no. No, 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 no. That, I think Carrie's kidding there. Okay, anyway. Uh, she continues, John Anderson, Eddie Money, Blue Oyster Cult, who didn't play, uh, Quiet Riot, Doug Kershaw, Rick Derringer, The Guess Who, etc. I remember hearing afterward that it was not as successful as expected. I don't know. We had a great time. Maybe it helps to be sober, question mark. Now, this is where I'm a little puzzled. I'll interject here because maybe it helps to be sober. Does this imply that you were sober or that you would have had a different perspective or a clearer perspective if you were sober? Uh, you might have to clarify that one, Carrie, with me. We might have been the only ones, I can tell you, that my, f okay, we might have been the only ones what? Okay, sober or only, uh, okay, maybe that's what she means there. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm completely messing this up. Uh, she continues, I can tell you that my favorite memory was when we left. Hundreds of cards filing out of the venue, working our way toward home. I decided that we didn't have enough excitement and started waving my bra out the car window, hooting and hollering, while my hubby drove the car and my little sister sat in the back seat laughing. Suddenly, blue lights were behind us. I shoved my bra under the seat as he pulled us over. My family members pulled over also as they were driving up ahead of us. Long story short, my husband was reminded that he was responsible for the behaviors of all persons in his car. Uh, so the office is going, yeah, you keep that wife who's waving her bra out the window. Uh, you keep her under control, you, you person, you. And uh, apparently my behavior was a distraction to other drivers. Anyway, it was a great weekend. Loved it. And she ends with Spudstock Rocks with an explanation point. All right. So I throw this out there to you, fine folk. I think that with all what's going on with Fort Fairfield, the town of Fort Fairfield, and their money issues, and the fact that Spudstock 95 was such a disaster, I think they need a redo. Okay. It's been more than 25 years now, so it can't be really a 25 uh, 25th year reunion, but maybe we can do like a 28th or 29th year Spudstock reunion up in Fort Fairfield, Maine for Spudstock. So the question that I have to you is, uh, who would you want to uh, play at Spudstock, this next Spudstock? What would inspire you to drive to northern Maine, middle of nowhere northern Maine, uh, close to the Canadian border, what would inspire you to drive that far to see a band? What type of band, what type of musical artist would have to play in a potato field for you to go see them? Uh, you're going to have to give feedback on uh, my Twitter, my Instagram, Brother Wicked, or uh, at Wicked Awesome. 
uh, Twitter, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to say my Facebook name because it's my real name and some of you know it, but you millions of listeners out there that don't know my real name, I'm not going to give it out here. Heaven forbid. I do have a life outside of podcasting. But anyway, those of you who do know me on Facebook, I do get a lot of feedback on the face thing. Uh, Yeah, let me know. What type of musicians would you would uh, make you want to drive a bazillion miles to northern Maine to watch musicians in the third week of July, hotter than hell? Um, uh, Yeah. What would, what kind, who do you want to see? Who would you want to see? I mean, what do we need to do to make Spudstock successful? Let me know, because you know, I think we can make this happen. But anyway, this is my second podcast of the week. I felt like I should really do a follow-up to the Spudstock episode I did a couple days ago, and hopefully the sound quality of this one's better. And until next time, I love you all, and keep in touch. And have a good rest of your week or rest of your day, rest of your evening. Love you all. Take care. Bye.